Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is November 16th, 2022. Jimmy Van is not here. He wanted me to tell you guys that he absolutely does not have violent, explosive diarrhea. He wanted me to reiterate that. No, really, he doesn't have diarrhea, and that's absolutely not why he's missing the show today. Uh, so you're going to get two back-to-back weeks of what do you guys want to talk about, because next week I'll be here at noon before I take off for the weekend, uh, myself and the fellow to my left, right, whichever the hell direction you're looking at, will both be at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. If you have never been, you need to go. Uh, I'll be there meeting a bunch of you, doing a bunch of interviews. But we've got John Alba here. But that's that's not it, John. No. You're going to be here next Wednesday night because yes. I will I will not be here with yeah. Alex Pawlowski. Um, I'm heading home for the, the weekend, but... Uh, we're happy to have you here, John. Yeah, man, I'm loving that I'm getting to do some work with Fightful. You know, I've wanted to do some work for a long time with Fightful. Now the opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping in the future we get to do some more. And I really hope at WrestleCade you 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 decide not to instigate any fights with anybody on a convention room floor. I don't do that. I've never been known to do that. I would never do such a thing. Uh, I'll fight some people at Toy Vomit this week. want to shout out my friends at Toy Vomit here in Lexington, Kentucky. They are doing a soft reopening this weekend, and then they're doing their full, hard, erect reopening in 2023. But guys, if you are not familiar with this show, this is sort of a preview of our Fightful Select Q&A show that I do every single week. Grapsity does them every other week as well. But this is the What Do You Guys Want to Talk About podcast. All of this show is dictated by Super Chats and Humper Chats and what you guys want to talk about. This show might be four and a half minutes long for all we know. If, if you all don't care enough, then then by God, we'll, we'll just get the hell out of here. But we've already got some Super Chats and Humper Chats. 
Head over to humperchats.com. For those of you who don't know, that is our Streamlabs platform. That allows you to leave questions or statements before we go in the air, including Leaf Ninja, who sent one uh, as far back as yesterday. Says, uh, me and my best friend are going to WrestleCade on Saturday for the first time. Mega excited. Hope to see you there. Well, I don't know where I'm going to be set up, but I absolutely will be there. And I was telling John off the air, have a bunch of interviews set up, but throughout the midday, it's like it's very busy for the talent. So I'm just kind of sitting around waiting for people to come to me and do interviews. John, is this your first WrestleCade? It is my first WrestleCade. Oh, I'm excited. Are, yeah. Wait, I'm are excited. you are you staying at 420 High Street? I have not been told where I'm staying at. It's a shame. It's a shame. I feel I, like it won't even count as your first WrestleCade <laughs> unless you stay at 420 High Street. Yeah, I have not been told where I'm staying at. I know that Saturday, apparently, I'm doing some signings. But I imagine I'll be doing some interviews, too. And then on Sunday, Matt Hardy and I are going to be hosting a 25 Years of Omega panel, oh, which is going to be very, very cool. My gut says you might see some first name Sham, last name Payne. At oh, that hell panel. yeah. You might see some other famous Omega names that, uh, man, if you haven't checked out our Omega episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, it's such a cool episode talking about what a that's my favorite part about wrestle kid right this is hardy country so it's going to be such a special yes. weekend and i'm very excited for that i know you're excited for that panel too it's oh I'm, I'm pumped up i'm pumped up for the whole weekend the, the guests are are incredible uh, unfortunately the uh, the few wwe guests did end up being pulled off of there but still just gosh probably a hundred plus wrestlers there like it's it's so awesome that something like that comes to a place like winston salem north carolina because I know a lot of younger fans don't know this, but especially in the Carolinas in the 80s, Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend were huge for wrestling. And, and the line of thinking, the line of thinking was, well, we've eaten Thanksgiving dinner. What do we do now? Let's go watch some wrestling. And it rocks Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm pumped for it. And I want to say the match of the weekend is going to be Speedball Mike Bailey versus Dax Harwood. I cannot oh, wait God for that. Almighty. I think. And I'm curious what you think, but I think Mike Bailey has had one of the greatest years any independent wrestler has ever had in terms of match quality. And we know how good Dax Harwood is. So the two of them together, I think this is going to be fantastic. So here's here's an interesting note. I'm going to plug the Fightful Awards. We're doing our first ever Fightful Awards for 2022. It'll happen in early 2023. Fightful Select subscribers will uh, be able to vote. Everything will have a write-in. Uh, the first two names that were nominated by our board for wrestler of the year in ring were Speedball Mike Bailey and Dax Harwood. Not saying that those are the two runaways or anything, but when they pop into your mind, mm -hmm. those are two of them. Speedball Mike Bailey has been killing it absolutely everywhere. Um, I hope you get put at 420 High Street. I really do. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a rite of passage. Cher Delaware said, what is 420 High Street? And I said, it's a goddamn rite of passage. That's what it is. You don't tell anybody what it is. And then two minutes later, she goes, oh, Cash just told me it's that shithole you all stay in. <laughs> Maybe. I'll stay at the Hardy compound that weekend. We'll see. Oh my, that's a good ways away though. That's about a, it's not, it's not terribly far out, but I, I have been told that house Hardy will be in attendance at WrestleCade. So that's, I'm that, very excited to meet the Gothic baby. So that's Cameron, North Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to do some geography here. They spent some, some good money on that super chat. So we're going to spend some time talking okay. about, about, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> about North Carolina. 
buddy. That okay, an hour and a half. That's not that bad. All right, it takes you like forty minutes just to get off the compound, though. Like that's true. That's a fair point. For forever, his his internet was so bad you couldn't do anything. I experienced that like six years ago. I had to Frankenstein a video so, interview together. There's a reason why the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy is taped while he's on the road and not home. Because is we it prefer, still bad? We prefer hotel Wi-Fi over whatever they Oof. have. <laughs> Listen, man. Jimmy's like, why don't you do the scrums anymore? And I'm like, because hotel internet's so bad. There's no point in me even trying to upload the thing. Four like, hours to upload anything. Ugh. Oh my god! But guys, if you are at Winston Salem, which you should be, you got to go at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, come say hi to me. I'm going to be doing interviews there uh, all weekend long. I'll be there through Sunday. But very, very pumped to meet all you guys. Matt Hennessy says any word on if Roderick Strong is getting a call up? He hasn't wrestled on NXT in a while, or is he just injured? I don't have any update on that. I had, you know, there were people trying to say he got released and he had gotten his release. I know he asked for it earlier this year, but he yes, signed it before Paul Levesque took over. Exactly. And those are two different worlds right there, John. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I, like, I, I even asked people at NXT that, that might know, and they're like, well, we just haven't been around each other much lately, but I haven't necessarily heard anything. I, if I were, if I were WWE, the last thing that I would do is hand AEW a perfect replacement for Bobby Fish in the Undisputed Era, John. It would seem to be a wise decision not to do that. But it's also one of those situations where we know that Paul Levesque has respect for Roderick Strong and sees him as a valuable commodity to have on that roster. Roderick Strong is the kind of guy, I mean, people don't realize that Roderick Strong has been around uh, for, I mean, people do know he's been around for a while, but he's up there in age in terms of performers. He just never had that big run on the WWE main roster. So some people may not put it in that context. It's kind of similar to Samoa Joe in that regard, but Roderick strong is a guy that you want around your performance center, regardless of whether he's on camera or not. There's a lot that a guy like him can add to show you how long Roderick strong has been around Victoria, the former Terra and TNA told me she got the widow's peak from Roderick strong. Wow. Molly Holly had trained with him and like, 99 2000 2001 when he was a kid he was a teenager and he was doing that move and ended up showing uh victoria that and uh, i mean he's what, 39 uh, years old right now. yeah darren walker says where do you think diana perrazzo turns up when she leaves impact i think AEW could be ideal could debut and attack jamie to start the brit versus jamie feud so if she leaves uh john i think it's pretty well documented she's got two besties one's yeah. in AEW. One's probably headed back to WWE, and the one that's headed back to WWE and Chelsea Green, we have seen the sum of those parts work out very, very well in Impact. Very much so, and I tweeted this maybe six months after WWE released her. I I could not fathom that WWE missed on Deanna Perazzo, and keep in mind, that was Triple H's NXT. I do think that's worth mentioning here. Missed, missed on her, Chelsea, and Stokely. They were all parked for a year at a time under Triple H. Now, with that said, I do believe that it would be impossible for a guy like Paul Levesque not to realize the value that Deanna Parazzo yeah. would bring to the main roster product. I think she adds a different dimension to the WWE women's division. In the AW women's division, 
a tremendous talent, but I'm still waiting for AEW to prove to me that it can book congruent storylines with the women. And so far, so good with this Soraya and Britt Baker thing. It's It's been good business in that regard. But if AEW can prove that, then sure, that becomes a viable option for her as well. We have a Humper Chat from HumperChats.com. Rye Gillian says, any update on Red Velvet? She was rolling with the baddies, then kind of disappeared. It's been a pretty long hiatus at this point. Sean, your work is the perfect compliment to watching pro wrestling. And John, I can't wait to see what's next for you. Right. Uh, to, to, to that, I say about John, stay tuned. Our favorite, our favorite phrase, stay tuned. Red Velvet's injured. Uh, she was injured right before the interview that she did with Grapsity. They were Grapsity was told to not ask her about it. She will be at WrestleCade uh, <laughs> next weekend. The baddies, I feel like, as a group, lost a lot of direction when Stokely Hathaway joined the firm. Because, yeah. and I love Jade Cargill, but as a group, man, having Stokely Hathaway with them really added something. It was a really good pairing, and his personality fed well with them. Plus, the, the size stature between Stokely and Jade, the physical stature, was a great visual for your audience to see. So pulling him away, I understood why they did it in hindsight, given what they're trying to accomplish with the firm. But I'm totally with you. I think the baddies lost a little bit of steam in that regard. Plus, Jade Cargill is going to be a big baby face in that company. And I don't know if the baddies play super well into that. We are getting a bunch of super chats, a bunch of humper chats. I love it, guys. Keep us around. Joel Wood says, Matt Cardona seems to be trolling the internet today amidst WWE rumors. Do you expect both Cardona and Chelsea Green to return to WWE? Chelsea, yes. I know that she wanted to. She outright told me she wanted to earlier this year. Then when I was like, hey, I hear you're coming back, she tried to throw me off the trail and be like, they could have me back anytime they wanted me. I, I'm a free agent, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, all right, buddy. Uh, Cardona's been trolling. I sent him a, a, a message directly today that said, hello, Matt Cardona, are you going back to WWE like Chelsea? And he replies, always ready with a Z <laughs> because he is a jackass. Um, I think they should. Uh, I, I think that he has proven that he... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can get over doing whatever it is that he's going to do. I always wondered, would the WWE be the right environment for that? But I think he could go from the preeminent WWE guy on the indies to almost like a smarmy indie guy in WWE, John. 100%. Uh, did you see when he threw me under the bus on the internet claiming I stole his dog tags at the wrestling showcase? Did you? Oh, tell me I, more. I did not steal his dog tags. He, I was ringside as a sideline before. He threw his dog tags at me. I caught them and returned them to him after the match. He must have misplaced them, and he told the entire internet tagging me that I stole his dog tags. Was he uh, serious? Yes. <laughs> and I told Brian Myers, I go, can you tell your friend that I did not steal his dog tags? And I gave them back to him. So uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely not on, not on the John Alba good list this year for that. I'm, I'm oh. awaiting my apology, but I will say this. I think he and Chelsea as Everything that Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett should have been in WWE would be a really good pairing and good business. And I said this on Twitter too, and on Patreon, by the way, wrestling according to Alba.com, that I feel that putting him in the new NXT as like the flag bearer oh. of everything that was great in WWE, the old era of WWE. I think it would be hilarious to see a run with him like that, going after the Braun Breakers and all the sports entertainment guys. I think there's a lot of uh, intrigue that would bring some eyes to the NXT product with that. And the smaller that the average wrestler gets in pro wrestling, the bigger Matt Cardona looks because he is a huge guy. It's true. He's a huge guy. Uh, Whiteout says, by God, what is John Alba doing in the Fightful Zone? That would be Alba Johns. There you go. Yeah. There you go. KE775 says, heard anything on Dewdrop? Any possibility she can come back as Piper Niven? Love to see her and Alba join Becky in a UK stable. John, are you joining uh, Dewdrop and Becky? I have no plans to do that, but I did thank Shawn Michaels on the post call for the last NXT show for the thank you, Alba chance. It was, uh, it was very, very cool. Boom, super chat answered. Thanks for your five bucks. Uh, <laughs> no, but really, I, I think Dewdrop had been battling like a nose injury, but she had... I know she had mentioned possibly being Piper to Triple H in the past. Uh, I think it'll happen. I think, I think so, too. I think it's it's got to happen. Taylor says, heard anything recently about Adam Cole? Any chance of him returning to AEW in the near to distant future? Plays for the Bengals now. <clears throat> yeah, he does play for the Bengals. I saw that. Uh, I, I can tell you guys, I dealt with a concussion and post-concussion syndrome for years. And still a little bit like... I'll still have some some issues with that, but for a good two years, I was like, "Why can't why can't I ride in a car? Why can't I do anything without getting sick?" And then just one day, it was better. Um, it's hard to predict things like concussions, and he had been battling like a, a labrum injury throughout the year, like from the Hangman feud on. Hmm. So I would imagine they're just going to take it slow with him, and I think that's probably the right move. But they they could really use him back. They could really use him back they really could and i think both you and i agree adam cole 
and there's going to be people who disagree on the internet, and that's fine. You're more than entitled to your opinion, but you and no, I, I don't think they are entitled to their opinions. Adam Cole can be the guy in AEW with the right investment and the right presentation. So don't rush it back. Wait for it to be ready. Have concrete plans of where you're going to go with him, because quite yeah. frankly, the whole Red Dragon stuff and the Undisputed Era stuff really flamed out, and that was a great opportunity to make some money. So when you do get him back, let's have a presentation in mind and utilize him in the best way possible. Guys, if you don't mind, leave us a thumbs up on this video. It goes such a long way in uh, showing this to other people. And uh, leave a comment on the actual video, not just the live chat. That also helps as well. Caden says, see you gents next weekend. Elite Rexpec. Yeah, I believe Caden will be there. Uh, we're going to. We're, we're going to treat him like the, the dopey intern that he is. Hmm. Uh, we're going to hit him with a lot of double team moves. Elite yes. Rex back. I think full gear. I think that's when they come back or announced for full gear. I feel very confident the Elite will have a match at full gear. I, I do too. Uh, if I if I were AEW, I would do Death Triangle versus the Elite. And, and then at the, the titles back. And then at the end, I'd go lights out, lights on, House of Black. Yeah, they could do that. Um, I mean, they're clearly having packs splitting from Death Triangle soon. So, yeah, which I don't know if that's the best move to go. But if you've got Bandito and Roosh and a lot of guys like that, I would I think that like, my God, the 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 Luchador stable would get so over. Jennifer Kathleen says, hope Jimmy feels better from his violent diarrhea. Absolutely not. In parentheses soon. Which matches are you two most excited for at Full Gear? Thanks for the great shows, show as always. Um, I don't know about... Okay, I am excited because anything that has me curious gets me excited. Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Dr. Britt Baker DMD, DMD lays her shit in any way. And Soraya wants to let everybody know that she is fine, she can work, and she's going to be good. I am also always excited about a sting match because sting was uh, the first match i ever saw was rick flair on the top of one turnbuckle great muda on the other sting climbing up a cage and uh i i've been fortunate enough in the year 2022 that all three of those guys were still working well fortunate in the case of two of the three i, I will never take for granted sting wrestling uh, that being said, that fatal four-way for the ROH championship, I'm excited about that, and Britt Baker and Soraya. What, what about you? Should be a great match. I'm very upset that Daniel Garcia is not wrestling on this card. I thought Me this too. was a good chance to blow all that off. I'll tell you one match I'm very excited for. I'm excited for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in the cage because oh, yeah. I have felt that Jungle Boy has so badly needed a big win on a pay-per-view in a one-on-one -on -one match. You throw in the cage, which will make it stand out a little more. I assume Jungle Boy's winning that match on his crusade to get one up on Christian Cage. I think this could be a really big moment for Jungle Boy because it's time. The crowd is accepting him as a legitimate player in AEW, and I think it's time to show that he can be a guy that you can throw into that main event scene in the not-so-distant future, especially if MJF is on a track to becoming champion. We know there's history there. It could be a really fun play, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jungle Boy standing above that cage, waving the arms side to side and getting that win. Javier Martinez says, opinion, do we see Sasha this weekend? 
Well, it depends. Are you going to like a fashion show or something like that? Because if so, maybe, but otherwise, no, I don't think so. I agree. KE775 says, any guesses on who will round up the War Games teams? I think for the women, I think it'll be Candice LeRae at this point. Uh, for the men, I still think it'll be Kevin Owens. Wasn't there a report that Candice was uh, dealing with some injury? Yeah, but uh, if not her, I would say and probably. Owens too. Didn't Owens get hurt also? Yeah, he sprained his MCL, which that could be a couple-week thing, and you can mask yeah. it a lot in a five-on-five match. Um Otherwise, if you want me to go like if swing for the fences, Cody Rhodes and Becky Lynch, I'll swing for the fences there. That I, would be great. I think if they have to make some sort of a quick pivot because of an injury with Kevin Owens or something like that, um, maybe they just end up throwing in a riddle or someone of that nature just yeah. to fill the gap. Um, I wouldn't hate if a guy like Braun Breaker got the call. Because yeah. he's he's the champion and proved to the bloodline guy. I think that'd be a cool little thing. On the women's side, if it's not Candice LeRae, uh, that is that is a tough. It's got to be a big surprise. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you got to call on Charlotte or Becky or somebody like that. Maybe they just throw Raquel Gonzalez in there. But yeah, no. Well, if you want to call upon the old WWE Network interface and you don't want to deal with Peacock, guess what, John? NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. Four additional months free. A 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already great deal. I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm going to be heading to uh, Charlotte, to Winston-Salem, back and forth, airports, hotels. And let me tell you, I'm not trusting that North Kakalaki Wi-Fi. It's unsecured. NordVPN.com slash Fightful protects you, and it allows me to watch all my shows on the road. Normally, I wouldn't be able to watch the Bengals game on su- that Sunday because I'd be out of my area. NordVPN.com slash Fightful fixes that while blocking online trackers, malware, and annoying pop-up ads on the fastest VPN in the world. And I get to use it on my phone, my desktop, my laptop, whatever it is I'm bringing with me on that trip. I can hook it up to the TV, the router, anything with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And you can get pay-per-views at a much more affordable rate. This effectively pays for itself. But with those additional four months free, hot diggity dog, what a deal. And a 30-day money-back guarantee means you have nothing to lose. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Bridget Ulett sends us a very generous super chat. Says, do you know what's going on with Danhausen? He posted some stuff that makes him look like he's going full evil. So, Let's show people what she means. Yes, this is horrifying, in fact. I love it. This is uh, very much like the original concept of Danhausen. It was not very nice. It was simply very evil, John. And I mean, I think there there is a reinvention, a rebirth in this type of thing. Not only do I think there's a reinvention and a rebirth, but it's all, I can't believe I'm comparing it to this. It's almost like American badass taker where people <laughs> after that, like after a run of that, they will be longing for mm-hmm. the Dan Housen that they know and love. And p- there will be money in a switch as well. Yes. I think Dan Housen is very, he's, first off, he's very smart about how he does everything, but also it was very smart of him to post that on Twitter. And I don't know if he gave Brody King the heads up or Brody King just did it, but Brody was like, this is the same guy? Okay. Because, I mean, you know what that starts? It starts the House of Black rumors. 
And Danhausen, I think, is a strong enough performer to where he could make that work in whatever whatever facility you want, John. The house housing, if you will, on top of that. There you go. I, I, I'm with you on that, and it definitely adds layers. Anytime you can add layers in pro wrestling, it's always a good thing. Layers create story, and they build character, and it could just all be a rib and there's nothing to it. But <laughs> if Dan Housen could have layers, then that shows a lot of people can have layers. And, and I love it. I mean, there's also... There's also something whenever he wants to take the paint off eventually. Like there's yeah. there's there's a thing there. And he's I just think that he was one of the, the most brilliant guys during the pandemic, especially because he showed you that you know why while it sucks that he can't go to wrestling shows, he can get over without any of that. Big and time. that was that was really emerging before the pandemic, but he was the runaway victor of the pandemic. Like he was to, to what Otis failed with, not Otis, but WWE booking, because when when the pandemic hit, Otis lost the crowd that was behind him. He lost the reaction to the Mandy Rose thing. He yep. lost so much. Danhausen is like the anti that in that he was like, you know what? I can talk to a camera and I can talk to this guy that's behind the camera as well. And I can get over by playing off of an audience that isn't even reacting. So now that they do get to react, boy, does he have an awful lot to go off of. And I just... Dan Housen also learned how to monetize pro wrestling in ways that most pro wrestlers did not. And I think that leverages his credibility and it gives also goodwill with the fan base because the fan base knows, okay, let's wait and see what he's, we're going to let it play out Sean Ross Sapp and see what Dan Housen has in store for us. Uh, I I love everything that he does. He gets the most, the smallest things over. He's so quick witted. He's so brilliant with that. And I would love to see that character play out, but also occasionally like when he switches back, you'll see glimpses of it through the evil persona too, where he kind of goes back and forth. Oh, I can't wait. I hope that happens. Um, What else we got? JJ says, never thought Jeff Jarrett and sting would share the ring again. And Kaz is going for the impact world title. It's 2022, not 2006. Can't wait. Much love, all. I mean, there's so much history to play off of with Sting and Jeff Jarrett. And I'm sure in 2006, people didn't think Sting and Jeff Jarrett would share a ring again. And then there they were. So, uh, yeah, man. I Listen, I want to give flowers to Jeff. I know some of the stuff that he's been doing in AEW has been hit or miss with some people. But I, I think that it was said perfectly. If cats have nine lives, Jeff Jarrett's got ten. And yeah. He has managed to stay. He's in the best shape of his life right now. He looks like a million bucks when he's working in the ring. He's still really good. And I think that's a great combination of guys, Darby Allen, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal to have in the ring with a 62 year old sting. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got from an in-ring perspective was Christopher Daniels, because I think as long as you've watched Christopher Daniels, you've maybe seen one botch and it was last year. Um, And he said he never does anything in minute three that he couldn't do in minute 30. Mm -hmm. Well, Jeff Jarrett never did anything in 1989. He couldn't do in 2022. And I respect that an awful lot. He's going to be 80 and he'll still be able to do the stroke and the figure four. Like what are you like? I love it. It's brilliant. It's nice and easy. He sells well. Listen, man, Jeff, Jeff is a real good in-ring performer. And I think having him with Jay is the perfect counteract for Darby Allen and Sting. 
Guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We do still have a few left, but this show goes as long as you guys are, are here sending super chats and humper chats. I will be live uh, right after this for the post show on Fightful Select. Over on Fightful Select, which is the best $5 in wrestling. Today we have uh, that post show. We have a thing called Select Portions now where we're giving you all kinds of notes. Everything from uh, behind the scenes Fightful News. We had some uh, interview notes from Richard King. That's dropping tomorrow in the spotlight. Some Vince McMahon news. We had some WrestleCade news in relation to WWE. But right before we went on the air, I dropped news of WOW trying to bring in an AEW talent before she signed with AEW. And what happened? What happened with that? Every day. It's not just once every few days or or once every week. Like twice a day, we have exclusive news that you'll find first on FightfulSelect.com. Try it out. Five bucks. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says, hey, SRS, you mentioned not having enough titles, prizes on Raw and SmackDown. What about reviving the European Hardcore Championships as extra titles with US and IC being the main TV championship? So to elaborate on this, I have an issue with them not having the world title or the tag titles on Raw, then kicking the 24-7 title to the curb, then immediately saying, U.S. title, number one. Well, (laughs) you don't have to have the U.S. title be number one. You could just put a world title over there. That's that's all you have to do. As far as the the European Hardcore Championships, well, John, to me, if you were going to do that, just don't get rid of the 24-7 title. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. The it would make sense when NXT Europe launches for the European Championship to be the main yeah. championship there resurrected. So I hope that they do go that route. But they just but kicked they kicked fun. off or they got rid of the UK championship. They could have rechristened that. They could have rechristened it. Absolutely. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Also, also the flip principle of that is just you have your world champion show up on both shows, as it was originally yes. intended back in 2002, where the world champion was active on both shows because they're representing the company. So, And, and how long that last? A good, what, long. like five, six months before not Stephanie even. goes, not even. Brock is exclusive to whatever. Yeah, it went from April to what, August, September, early September? Not even because it was when Bischoff brought the big gold back. And, well, yeah, uh, but I mean, that was after Brock won it at right. SummerSlam. So I'm saying, yeah. so I'm saying, so yeah, so it was, yeah, about four months or so. Uh, but yeah, I feel like titles and, and kudos to this Paul Levesque era where they have definitely put more of a precedence on the Intercontinental and the U.S. Championship. There's no doubting that. But with that said, I'm curious to see how long the dual world championship experiment lasts. I really Kevin's saying it's better with one main champion. Uh, no, it's not. And you don't watch raw. And I know that because you just posted that comment. There is nothing on raw. Like there's nothing for the tag tag teams to fight for. There's nothing for anybody to vie for at the top of the card. Like, listen, you can, you can try to hop on cable TV and tell me that the U S title is the top prize on raw. And yeah, by default it is. And Seth Rollins will work really hard to make that a reality. And what's but, one, yeah. what's one easy way to fix that, Sean? Is that when a world title or a championship is not on that show actively, have people vying to be the number one contender exactly. for the championship? So if the prize itself is not there, at least set this other prize where people will get a chance to fight for it. So if the Usos are in a tag program on SmackDown, well then the Raw tag team should be having some sort of melee to determine okay 
who's going to be the number one contender for when the Usos bring it back over to Raw. I think that's just how you create intrigue. We have seen significantly less of that in WWE over the last 10 years where you're crowning number one contenders. Remember, back on pay-per-view matches in the late 90s, early 2000s, you would have pay-per-views with matches to determine a number one contender. And we just didn't see that anymore. What NXT, they created a whole damn match type, which we broke on FightfulSelect.com. Tony says, any predictions on the full gear buy rate? You're not fooling us, Tony G. We know we know what your last name is. We know you're out here picking our brains. Um, if if All Out did 135 at, at a floor, I think full gear maybe 110-ish, which is still very successful for AEW. I think a lot of people are going to buy this pay-per-view to CMJF win the championship. Yeah, I, I hope so. Big draw. And I, I mean, it will, it will be a judge. Truthfully, it will it yes. will really give us an idea, variable wise, of how much of a needle mover is MJF. So if so, all out did between one thirty five to one forty two per Meltzer. If it does one twenty five, I think like boy, that is a huge statement for MJF to be like, listen, I don't have twenty years of booking behind me, and look what look what happened. We know that Moxley is a good part of that equation. We have seen the TV numbers for MJF. This will be a big test. Dante says, guys, any news on Statlander? AEW's women's division can use her. Well, they ain't going to use her for about nine months, unfortunately. She tore up her knee again, and uh, that's going to be a while. Uh, she was at... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. She was at a. She was at the show where Orange Cassidy uh, won the All-Atlantic title. She was there celebrating in the ring, but she hurt her knee in August, and it's been about three months, so... We're looking at eight, nine months, maybe. You know who I miss on TV a lot who also injured her knee? Legit Layla Hirsch. Oh, yeah. A lot on TV, and I hope that we get to see the two of them back sooner than later. Uh, I I heard from her recently. I asked how she was doing, and uh, she told me better than expected. Uh, She said recovery is going a lot lot better, so that's good to hear. I I, want to say this real quick. So I, I think I shared this briefly on social media, Sean. There was a pitch at one point for me to work on the indies with Layla where we oh, were going to do we were going to do the reverse Rocky 4 where she was going to be Ivan Drago and I was going to be her her like mouthpiece and I think that is such a money idea for AEW to do something like that with her and utilize her as just this badass Russian who who really kicks ass and then you have a male talking piece for her who's a little wimp I think that's a really good package for something like that yeah, she tore up her knee too. She is much closer to returning than uh, I believe that that uh, Statlander is because she got hurt in in what April. Yeah, and uh, if there's one thing Layla's going to do, it's work those legs. I mean, my God, man! So I expect her. I hope she'll be back in the spring. Jorge Rosa says thoughts on the trademark Sasha acquired. Do you think it's separate business like Bianca signing with a talent agent and remains with WWE? I think she's being smart about her IP and monetizing what she can. And maybe she'll have a clothing line, perfume line, a lot of that stuff. It's hard to believe she won't necessarily do like, like some sort of fashion stuff, but a lot of these trademarks do cover wrestling contests. So I mean, maybe it's just uh, just wise of her to 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 get yep. this stuff done. I haven't heard a peep about her in WWE. I know a lot of people said she's coming back. She's coming back. I've not reported that because I've not heard a peep about it, John. 
I did see there was a convention in May, I think it is, that yes. was billing her as formerly known as Sasha Banks, which was pretty interesting. When Russell Cade hit her up, they were going to bring her in. They were going to pay the price, and they were told nothing wrestling till after January 1st. To me, they would have just been told nothing wrestling, period, if she was headed back. Mr. CJ Lilly says SRS had to do one today. How do you feel about the Bray Alexa story? The rib is that CJ Lilly always asks about Alexa. Do you feel it's on the back burner with War Games? As it seems to be dropped this week with so many other stories, does she turn up War Games or do they save it? I just think, uh, Mr. CJ Lilly, that it popping up behind Alexa was a way to get people to go, ooh, or perk up their ears because it's happened with multiple people, John, not just her. Also, I am... Real pumped to see L.A. Knight, Bray Wyatt promos. Well, you want to talk about out of nowhere. I hadn't even considered these two brushing up against each other in the hallway, much less having promos against each other. And L.A. Knight going, take it, shove it anywhere. It gives you pleasure. I don't care. Oh, my God. Because for a long time, what WWE and Vince would do is he wouldn't put somebody out there with Bray that would overpower him on the mic. But, hey, let him sink or swim. Let him rock with it. I think this is great. I don't think that they're heading towards an Alexa thing, though. Yeah, I don't see anything happening with Alexa anytime soon. And I think there was a lot of stink attached to that also. So let's leave yeah. that on the side. Yeah, it, it can be very exciting to see this weird dichotomy between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. I'm really happy for L.A. Knight. He's a guy that has long deserved an opportunity like this. And like you said, sink or swim and we'll see what happens with him guys we have a couple of great interviews dropping this week i did one with jake something at black label pro that is out now later this week matt young with eric bischoff a guy that john alba knows a little bit about yeah does strictly business with uh eric bischoff but check check those out yeah that's actually becoming a main feed show tomorrow so starting every thursday yeah you will be able to hear eric bischoff and i talk Strictly business where I yell at him for stuff. He yells back at me and we talk the business of the business. Hope you're getting a raise for it. Doubt it though. Uh, <laughs> Darren Walker says. That is strictly business. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Walker says, any news on Jonathan Gresham? Is he still under contract to ROH? Would he be back with all the heat after death before dishonor? Uh, anybody can do business. It's pro wrestling. The ultimate warrior came back multiple times and, Boy, did things get messy there. So with Jonathan Gresham, I was told that he that GCW, first off, didn't ask permission to use him, and they're not supposed to be using AEW talent. But I also heard that Jonathan Gresham was backstage at a recent Impact show with Jordan Grace. And John, I believe that if Jonathan Gresham was available, Impact Wrestling would be using him right now because they wanted him before. Um, if I were Jonathan Gresham and AEW, I'd wait till they get the TV deal and say... Yep. Hey man, let's do water under the bridge. Let's come back. I have long said that I think, and, and I know a lot of people just don't see it with Jonathan Gresham. I do. I see him as 2022 Taz as the small guy that can tie you in knots and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. You can smirk at him and go, Hey, Hey little fella. And then that fire hydrant is going to tie you up into a pretzel and embarrass you in front of everybody. And I think that like him coming back and dropping Jericho on his head would be like a really, really cool thing because we know how much he cares about ROH, that championship belt. I don't know the terms that they're on, but 
I think if Impact could use him, they'd be using him. Yeah, and I believe that whatever AEW's TV deal looks like for Ring of Honor, whatever that may be, streaming, I, I think the debut of that or leading into the debut of that would be the perfect time to reintroduce him to the audience as one of those true flag bearers of the brand. King Enigma asks a tough one, which I do have some info on. He says, Sean, Kevin Gill has not appeared or been mentioned on GCW in some time, seemingly replaced by Dave Prezak. Have you heard any details on what led to them parting ways? I haven't heard about what led to them parting ways, but I had somebody connected with GCW that keeps on like hinting to me, like he's gone, he's gone. I mean, first off, he's working Circle Six, and I can tell you that Circle Six and GCW are not on good terms with one another. They they very much do not like one another. But Kevin Gill was not brought in for the, I don't know if it's the Boardwalk show, whatever Gage versus Moxley was. He wasn't brought in for that. Um, now, it was confusing because Brett Lauderdale said, oh, he's doing Control Center stuff and announcing every show. Uh, but I had somebody in GCW that's like, yo, he was trolling. I've asked Kevin Gill. Kevin Gill hasn't really given me any, any information, but I, as of now, I don't think that, I don't think that uh, he's gonna be on there anytime soon. Yeah, and he's okay. made it clear on social media too that he's taken as many bookings as he can. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Ke seven seven five says, heard any plans for the remaining NXT UK talent? Ones they're gonna bring to Florida, and that will wait for NXT Europe. Well, there are very clearly a few that are going to. Uh, wait for NXT Europe, but I mean, there, there's, there were a few that thought they were moving to Orlando, but then they looked at the money and they're like, we can't feasibly do that to the point, John, to where world of sport is like, we back, let's do it again. <laughs> Cause I mean, the world of sport got killed by NXT UK. So they're yeah. taking a look and I, I think, and it's probably smart of world of sport to be like, Hey guys, don't sign with NXT Europe. We've seen what happens mm-hmm. when WWE tries this. So uh, I think that there will be some people that end up signing with World of Sport and trying <laughs> to go that route. That was, good. that was good. Adam Weller says, do you think WWE might throw big money at CFO and the label? Triple H values music. I think having distinct catchy music across the card would be huge. I don't believe CFOs exist anymore. They they don't. They yeah. they split up. FightfulSelect.com broke that news last year. Uh, there were some management issues and some things there. Um I don't believe that they will be back together. I don't believe that that we will necessarily have them back. I, I do think that WWE should probably just get over it and use some of those themes. Like Matt Riddle's theme yeah. from CFOs is way better. And and I'll say this too, Sean. I do believe WWE's music has been lacking in the in the past couple of years. And the, if somebody is to embrace wrestling, yeah, all of X the guy. There are so many great wrestling music content creators out there who I believe totally deserve a look at freelancing some themes for WWE. And I think that would be a great idea. I do too. Plus the amount of people that would just volunteer their music to WWE is incredible. The exposure alone. Yeah. I mean, mean, you got it. Kept saliva afloat for a decade. (laughs) Um, Stu says, you've said the Young Bucks didn't tell you about the Punk getting Cabana off AEW situation, but hypothetically, if they did, would you say, yeah, they told me, or would you have not commented? Well, it depends on the situation. If 
first off, I'll say this. I'll never lie to my audience, period, ever. I'm I'm just never going to do that. Never going to lie to you guys. And I've even said when I take like wrestling bookings, I will make it abundantly clear situations that are a work and all that. There is nothing, there is no wrestling booking, whether it be performing or in-ring, that is more valuable than our audience. So, uh, psst, I don't really hate Shaza McKenzie. We're going to work a match one day. Like, it's th- that type of stuff I'm not going to lie to my audience about. I'm not going to lie to my audience about who told me stuff and who didn't tell me stuff. I wouldn't comment if they had told me, but they absolutely did not tell me. Nobody connected to them told me. It's also journalistically very important to protect your sources. Yeah. When, you're, when your sources come to you in confidence that you will protect them, you as a journalist have to do that. And if sure. you go back on that, you've ethically gone back on all of your own morals. I've been subpoenaed to court twice over protecting sources, but that's the name of the game. And when you get into reporting, you have to understand that that is something that comes with the territory. Yep. And fortunately journalists have an awful lot of protections in that situation. But um, I mean, look today, Jeff Passan posted sources familiar with the trade revealed that Oscar Hernandez is, being traded to uh, Seattle. Well, you don't have a lot of people going like liar over that. Like you, you just, it, it's the nature of, of reporting. And that was the feeling in the locker room. And if you couldn't tell, it was made very, very clear when Colt Cabana came back. I also liked how you pronounced that name. You said Oscar Tay Hernandez, where it was yeah. Tay Oscar Hernandez. Oh my God. Was- yeah. I just Yogi Bear at it. <laughs> yeah. Throwback said, uh, First off, thank you guys for making the last two years great. As of late, have been extremely depressed, and the stuff you guys put out always cheered me up. What are your expectations of War Games? Are you going? What is the surprise of the night at the show? Um, that I'm not going. I'll be at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I did ask WWE if they'd be doing uh, media there. They're not. I was surprised by that because they did do it last year. But um, my expectations, we're going to get a main roster War Games. I think there's going to be a lot of people showing out to make Triple H's, not just his vision, damn near his fetish, John, uh, <laughs> uh, something that like they want to impress him. They want to make good on this. Yeah, they do. It, it's They will deliver. I feel pretty confident in that, and I think it will be a good show. Anything can be better than last year's Survivor Series, because I thought last year's Survivor Series was one of the most nothing WWE pay-per-views of all yeah. time. And I remember being in that arena watching the show and outside of Jeff Hardy's reaction that he got. I don't remember anything standing out about that show. SAS says if they don't know how to take the title off Roman, why not combine combine Roman's two titles into one and introduce a new world title for raw? Well, I wouldn't do that ever for one reason. One of those titles is the WWE championship and through all the goofy shit, the big gold and the SmackDown and the raw and the unified that title that lineage has long existed. Mm-hmm. If I were WWE, I would tie in the universal title lineage with a former title as well. I would clean a lot of that up to where the titles on Raw, the tag titles on Raw, were not the former SmackDown titles. But um, here's a way. A triple threat match for one of the titles, and Roman doesn't get pinned. Hot dog, there you did it. I'm a miracle worker. Remember when the Street Profits and the New Day traded their championship? Oh, God damn. It's so annoying. <laughs> And Becky and Charlotte and what all that that did. Oh, my God. 
Jesus. Joel Wood sends a very generous one and says, okay, I'm going to add a twist to my usual question, and I'd like John's opinion as well. Too bad. End of chat. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. See you later. He says, we don't think Sasha and Naomi return this year. Do you foresee either one of them returning to a wrestling company besides WWE? Uh, John, I think that Sasha stands much of a bigger opportunity of that than Naomi. Sasha is going to get a lot of offers. I'm not saying Naomi won't, but Sasha has long spoke of her desire to wrestle in Mexico and Japan, all that. Sasha Banks is one of the few true metric needle movers that exist in wrestling today it's trackable you can see that yes she does it inside wrestling she does it outside of wrestling sasha banks doesn't need wrestling anymore sasha banks has proven she can break into crossover media i think she still has that itch to as you said do things in certain areas and if an opportunity were to present itself with another company to do such a thing well, then maybe she would explore that option. I'm with you on Trinity. I'm, I'm not so certain that she would go elsewhere. And yeah. if she does, I don't see her being the top guy, top gal in one of those territories. I'll have some more news on, on Naomi uh, on FightfulSelect.com in the coming weeks. Tony G says, I'm not Tony Khan, but if you want to talk how, about how great he is, I'm listening. Anyway, Jorge Rosas says Miro versus Sheamus. I, I like Tony, by the way. He's great to us. <laughs> Still trying to get an interview, but Jorge Rosas says Miro, Sheamus, Gunther for the title at Mania 39. Nope. Miro has a very, very good long-term contract. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. We're going to do some outros momentarily. Go ahead, John. I just, I just want to say on top of that, if if John Cena's not in some celebrity match against like a Logan Paul or something like that, I would love to see Cena versus Gunta for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. That's the championship Cena hasn't had. There's an easy story to tell there. And I've always said this. Gunta is like the prototypical 1980s Hulk Hogan heel. And yes. who's the closest thing you've had to Hulk Hogan? John Cena. So yeah. I think the two of them would make magic together. Well, and Omar. would be... Omos is the closest thing to Hogan. No, no. he's great. Anyway. He's so fast. <laughs> anyway, my point being, I think Cena and Gunta, if that is a route that they ever want to go, I think that would be magic. Guys, I want you to leave a thumbs up on this video. I would greatly appreciate you guys. We are back here for the post AEW show. Xavier wraps us up and says, chances for her coming into New Japan stardom. I think if she is a free agent, I think the chances are very, very good. Okay. I would put the chances higher than her going to AEW just because it is a very much a I'll do whatever I want type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think that's the case. John, tell the people where they can find you, what you got going on. You popped me a couple times in the last couple minutes of this thing, so I appreciated that. Hey, I have so much going on right now. I'm hoping to be doing a little more work here with Fightful. In the coming weeks, you'll see me next week on the post-Dynamite show with Alex Pulowski, as you said prior to that. Uh, I have Wrestling According to Alba, which is my wrestling Patreon, which I do a whole bunch of stuff there. And I launched the Alba Media School, which is 
one-on-one consulting for anyone who is an aspiring or maybe just even experienced content creator, journalist, on-air talent, writer, editorialist, whatever you may be. I've got 10 plus years of professional media experience at every single level, national, regional, and local. And I can help you refine your skill set. That's albamediaschool.com. And uh, yeah, I'm the host. The the Everest Institute of Media, I'm told. Yes, very much so. (laughs) Kevin Gill is actually someone who reached out to me. Uh, Hell yeah. But you never even know there. But um the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy drops every single Friday wherever you get your podcasts and Strictly Business every single Thursday wherever you get in. Thank you, Graham, for that. I appreciate that. We- the, the Matt Hardy podcast is incredible. I got to sit in. Uh, I can't remember if it was it was earlier this year. It was, March. In, it was, it was March. in March. I got to sit in on the recording of one of those. And with all the stuff that Matt's been through and him cracking his head on concrete, I was like, my God, this dude has like phenomenal recall. Like, he would remember little things like about footwork and how it affected him. Our last two episodes on MVP and Eddie Guerrero were two of my favorite. The MVP one, the stories he told in that about that feud and Evander Holyfield and John Bradshaw Layfield nearly getting knocked out by Evander Holyfield shoot backstage. There's a lot of great stuff there. So I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Evander Holyfield, who uh, once won an award from Jimmy that he gave back to Jimmy and then uh, is now making CBD gummies at the shape of his ear with yes. Mike Tyson. You yes. love to see it. Yes, you love we to actually see it. talked about that on Out of Bounds, which is part of the Know Your News Network. There you go. Drops every single Monday live at 6 p.m. Myself and me, O'Brien. So that's a, a Jimmy Van product, if you will. And uh, I did not have diarrhea, nor did Mia. So there you go. Speaking of products, guys, we have added stickers to the Fightful Shop. Uh, We are going to be adding a ton of new designs. I'm going to be upgrading the quality of a lot of those items. And uh, we're going to be getting rid of a lot of older shirt designs that are no longer relevant. So if you ever missed something, you ever wanted to pick up something, check it out. Some of you that are on the the $10 tier of Fightful Select might have some coupons saved up as well. But Ryan Martin says, Sean, any updates on Charlie, Charlotte, Becky, and Randy? I'm shocked Charlotte has not returned yet. I would be shocked if we see Randy this year, John. Like in any capacity that was a pretty rough injury he sustained i don't foresee randy orton back anytime soon and uh charlotte and becky uh all i know is that they i was told that becky would not have been able to get near a ring until the start of november and i mean get near a ring charlotte i have no idea what's got her out so long um you know we it could Conrad be said on, on uh, the Flair podcast this past week that she's healthy. She's totally good. And it's yeah. just a matter of business at this point. So, all right. Well, guys, again, leave a thumbs up. We are back here tonight. Follow John Alba. We want to thank him for joining us. You're going to be seeing more of him until next time, guys. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.